Hello and welcome to the JRPG Report. This is episode 43. My name is James Fisher. This is going to be our pre-E3 special, as we've got a little bit under a month away until the big show, and we wanted to go ahead and get a podcast out there, um, kind of round up all the rumors that we may know of, all the last-minute stories that have come out before the big show, and uh, actually another reason is this is the last day of long preschool my child has so it's the last opportunity that i had to uh, actually record a show so kind of worked out pretty well but welcome in all you wizards and paladins and maybe even a dark knight or two i don't know that was always i guess that was always a class i didn't like even though cecil was a dark knight you know that's not uh not my thing but uh hope you guys are having a fantastic day we've got some cool stories to talk about and uh, maybe some speculation. So let's let's get right into it with uh, with story number one. Um, Idea Factory International has announced it will be releasing Super Neptunia RPG, which as uh, we talked about last week, known in Japan as Brave New uh, Neptunia. Uh, in North America and Europe, it will be called Super. Neptunia RPG, which kind of, I think that sounds, I think that sounds awesome. Kind of reminds me of Super Mario RPG. Um, so uh, this game will come out. It is a confirmed now Western release in the fall of 2018, and will be available on PS4 and the Switch. Uh, it has been partially developed by Quebec-based developer Artesian uh, Studios, and it's a uh, it's a 2D side-scrolling RPG spin-off. Uh, the game still takes place in the alternate universe um, of uh, game mystery. So uh, apparently, uh, looks. I mean, it looks pretty cool to me. I don't know. It's uh, it's action based, but it's also got some some turn based elements to it. It looks like just from the screenshots and uh, game. It looks like I think it could be perfect for for playing on the Switch. I'm always looking for some new games to play on there. So uh, you can find out some more by checking out their website as it approaches release. I've got the link to you guys on the show notes page. Of course, you can find the show notes and all the stories that we talk about today over at jamesfisherproductions.podbean.com. You can find all the all the stuff you're looking for that I talk about in each of the podcasts as well as links and uh, downloads for all the previous 42 shows. Um, go ahead and throw this out there. The, the the wife had a good idea. I'm not quite sure what we're going to do about it. Maybe I'll ask you guys too. As we get closer and closer to uh, episode 50, which should be in a few months, we're, we're going to plan something kind of nice. Um, we'll have your thoughts and ideas over on the on the Facebook page, JRPG Report. And uh, maybe we can do some some cool giveaways, um, just just something to 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 say kind of thank you to to all you listeners, especially the ones that have been with us from the beginning, um, and supporting the podcast and listening each each couple of weeks, or if it's every month, you know, just depends on what news is out there, and um, 
what we what we had to talk about. I know some things some people do it a little more frequently, but my life demands that I do <laughs> do not just. I don't, and I don't even know what I would talk about if I were to do a weekly podcast. It's there's there's just really not usually that much for me to talk about. Now, if if you know this was a podcast with more than one person, maybe we could have something to talk about. But it's just me, so we're just chatting, just talking, just friends here. So we'll think about that. So if you guys want me to think about what you think would be a cool prize giveaway, um, I'm not talking about. Um, Nothing too expensive. I'm not exactly loaded here, guys. Don't <laughs> don't get crazy with it. But we'll talk about that as we get closer to episode 50. Uh, story number two. The excellent Battle Chasers Night War um, has made it onto the Switch. Airship Syndicate and THQ Nordic have officially released the game. I think it came out... Um, Today is the 17th. I think it came out on uh, this previous uh, Tuesday, the 15th. Uh, there's a new trailer, so I've got the link for you guys there. It can show off the different aspects of the game, from its turn-based battles to its dungeon exploring. The game is $40 US. Uh, there you are. There's, they've got the prices on there. I don't know what those other samples mean. but <laughs> um, Of course, if you guys have heard me talk about the game before, as its PS4 release came quite a while ago. Well, I say close to a year ago it's been. I think it's time getting on there. It's based off the comic book series of the same name, Battle Chasers. It follows the ragtag team of ventures whose airship is destroyed above a magical land. They, uh, of course, have to find all their members of the teammates, get the get the band back together, so to speak, and uh, fight off an uh, uh, evil presence. And the evil sorceress Destra, who I it was, it was so hard for me not to see Destro, right? If you're a child of the eighties, even though you know it's a guy from GI Joe, still Destro, Destro. The game is already available on PS4, Xbox One, and PC, but you can now get it on your Switch. If you have not picked this game up for any system for any reason, I highly highly recommend it it is not a perfect game by any stretch but what it does well it does extremely well and uh, i do believe you're going to like it even at 40 dollars, you're still talking about a, a value-based decision um you can i dare say you could find uh, this is only uh, i dare say you could find it cheaper um on these older systems, definitely use copy probably floating around there for you guys to, to pick up. But if you've not, get out there and get that one. That is a fun, fun game. Really pretty. Story number three. We will keep with this Switch theme. And uh, we have the last two playable characters that have finally been announced for Octopath Traveler, Cyrus and Ophelia. There is a um, about a three and a half minute video that uh, introduces the pair and uh, some more um, about the game's uh, battle talents and the party system. So that gives us all eight characters have been announced. I wasn't sure if they were going to do that or not. They might leave something um, as a surprise 
for the game's release, but I guess with just eight of them, they, they figure they go ahead and introduce all of them. Um, I may butcher some of the some of the names, but we'll go back through them um, here in just a second. But first, uh, Cyrus is a scholar, and his journey sees him setting out to find a lost tome. His uh, unique path action is scrutinize, which lets him extract information from people he encounters and can provide bonuses or information and secrets that can help solve quests. On the other hand, Ophelia is a cleric, and she's on a pilgrimage. Her path action is Guide, which lets her lead people to other places, which comes in use on quests, such as finding a lost child for its mother. In addition to the path actions, uh, Octopath Chatter's eight protagonists each have a unique talent. These talents provide various bonuses and options. Um, so, like Cyrus can do study foe, which would be, you know, like a scan option, you can find the enemy's weakness, and, uh, if you remember, uh, back, uh, I believe it's Ulbrich, he can, uh, he can boost up when he's defending, uh, Alfin, he can make potions, and I believe it's Hannet. He captures beasts and uses them against enemies. Uh, Ophelia, um, she can add the people that she is uh, currently guiding to the battle. <laughs> um, and uh, Primrose can do the same with the people that she has charmed. So that could be kind of interesting. Maybe like a rush attack or something like that. That, that should be interesting. Um, Dressa finds money while walking around. And uh, of course, Therion, he picks locks. So each one definitely has um, certain talents. And I, what it kind of sounds like, um, and they kind of finally elaborate about this a little bit, um, you start, obviously you pick one of them to start with. Then as you travel around, you will meet the other seven characters. You can make a party of up to four at one time. But you can recruit all eight of them. And once you get over four, the, uh, the members can be swapped out of the tavern. In the various towns. Each character has their own story. To go through. That you you know. Whoever you pick. You're going to use their story. But you can kind of change it. And. Um, to where. You can find out. You don't have to play this game eight times. You will be able to experience. The story of each one. If you recruit them all. In a single playthrough. Now that may be a long playthrough. <laughs> Obviously, if you want to find out all that, but um, that definitely answers a couple of the questions I had in my mind. Um, you know, in the demo, you can recruit both characters, but you uh, you couldn't use the other one in battle. So this kind of clears up. I don't. I definitely was not hoping to get to play this game eight times over. I don't know if any game is that good, <laughs> right? But I really like the idea that you can get four players and you can pick which ones you want. They've all got their unique talents. And obviously you, you may need to switch some of them out. You know, if, you, if you've got some treasure chests you want to go unlock, you may not need that you're in your party at all times. 
But maybe if you find a chest, it, oh, let me go switch them out and let me go get this chest. And the idea that you could do it all in one playthrough is just the icing on the cake. So this new trailer has come out. You can check it out on the links in my show notes page. Of course, Octopath Rather will be released exclusively on the Nintendo Switch on July the 13th. Um, I saw one comment, and it's, I'm sure it's been said before. It really harkens back to the uh, the JRPG days of old, just in mechanics alone and the way it looks. It's it's shaping up to be that perfect summertime JRPG. And while you know most of us are are grown and we don't get our summers off from school, it still it still has you know it already nails the nostalgic factor in um, in gameplay and look. And it kind of nails it in its release date, too. So, um, hope you're looking forward to that one as much as I am. And it's only it's only two months away, guys. Less than two months from today. That's pretty cool. Uh, stories 4 and 5 are connected, as they're both coming via Atlas USA. Um, the first game, Shimadaga Tessie, Strange Journey Redux. Man, these titles just keep getting longer. Um... <laughs> It's now available for the 3DS in North America, and it will launch tomorrow in Europe. Uh, this is an enhanced version of uh, Strange Journey. It follows the... Uh, uh, I'm not even going to try to say that. That's, that's a lot of words. Um, that was the, the one that the investigation team went down to, uh, Antarctica. And they're dealing with all the supernatural demons that is just commonplace in the Shimigami Tensei. Season. Now, this Redux version adds new story content involving a new character named Alex, in addition to new demons, new dungeons, updated visuals, and user interface tweaks. I've got the launch trailer for that, so you can check it out and see if it's worth uh, worth your time if you enjoyed the first time, or if you're new to it, if you want to pick it up. Alice also, this week, with another... Um, Remastering came out with VanillaWare's Dragon's Crown Pro. It's now available for the PS4 in both North America and Europe. Um, of course, you can play cooperative with up three of their players, including those the original version of the game. Oh, okay. Oh, I see. I didn't read. I read that wrong the first time. So you can play together with people. If there's still people playing on the Vita or PS3, you can play with them at the same time on this new version. I've got the launch trailer for that as well. So it's a good week for for uh, Alice. I'm, I'm never... Uh, I actually haven't played either one of those titles. I would probably like to pick up Dragon's Crown at some point. Um, the price on that one never really went down too much on PS3. So I don't anticipate this one will quickly as well. What to what to see on that one? I got too many games to play as it is. Too many games. Story number six. Kamadawa Games and publisher NIS America have released some new a new gameplay trailer for the Lost Child. Now we've learned a few things about this game before the upcoming Dungeon Crawling RPG. Um it kind of split itself between a, a visual style investigation and then um, a dungeon car where they are in turn-based battles. 
with mythical and arcane creatures. We've seen things from them before, but not gameplay as much. So this was nice to finally get some gameplay footage. And I think this game looks pretty cool. Um, kind of a very dark-looking game. But, um, you know, it's got the turn-based in there, so it had me uh, intrigued. It's set in modern-day Tokyo, and it follows a cult journalist. Alright, let me get a try here. Hayato Ibuki. As he comes across a mysterious girl to earn an investigation into a string of mysterious suicides. The girl grants Hayato a mystical device that allows him to harness celestial beings. Employing him in an interdimensional war between heavens. Dude just wants to be a detective. He doesn't know about this interdimensional war. <laughs> He's in it now. So the game comes out on PS4, Vita, and Switch on June the 19th in North America. And on June 22nd in Europe. I've got the launch trailer for you guys. Check this one out. See if you're excited about it or not. I... I I say I'm excited about it, but I don't know if this is a uh, a day one pickup for me. It sounds more like a, um, especially with it coming out on PS4, it does sound like a good Vita game. Um, maybe I can pick it up uh, in a few months if it goes down. Um, we'll we'll just have to wait and see how uh, how things are shaking out. The summer's always a little bit busy around here, but we never know. So I've got one more story for you guys, and it's kind of a late-breaking one. Uh, I came across it yesterday. Um, if you guys downloaded last episode 42's podcast, if you automatically downloaded or you downloaded it in the first day or two, you were treated to, <laughs> what about, a 45-second moment of silence as... Uh, um, I, I just completely missed it during the editing process. Um, you, you heard me taking some drinks of water. Um, I was a wife pointed that out to me, and uh, I edited and re-uploaded it. But if you'd already downloaded it, um, you you got it. Maybe if you don't know what I'm talking about, that means you got the edited version. But I'm going to spin that off and say it was just a it was. An early moment of silence. That's right, and we'll take a we'll take a moment of silence right now because it is uh, with sad passing that it is the end of physical cartridges production for the Vita. All right, that's enough of that nonsense. Sony, why? What what have you done to our beloved Vita? You just you just don't care about it. It seemed like you never cared about it. You made an awesome little system. And uh just didn't really support it. Uh Lord knows now in Japan you sure did. And it is a JRPG Wonderland in new games and then the ability to download all of our old ones via the PlayStation Network. And um, so you, you just didn't just didn't seem like you really cared about it. That's sad. Because we love our Rita. 
So, Kotaku originally reported this and has since been confirmed that Sony Americans and European branches plan to end car production by the end of fiscal year 2018. Um, that would be March 31st of 2019. So there's still some more coming out there like we just mentioned. Uh, Lost Child is coming out. Um, there's a few more games that uh, that are still coming out. Now this is just for American Europe. I dare say Japan will still get physical games coming out. And it does not mean in the digital. Digital is still well supported and I think it will be for a while. But um, yeah, it's kind of a Kind of a sad day. We we still had the uh, Stardew Valley just got released or revealed, and of course I'm assuming that we'll probably get Persona Five, uh, Dancing All Night, Dancing Star Night, you know, and uh, Persona Three, Dancing Moon Night. I'm assuming those will probably get released. Well, I guess if they if they get here before March 31st, we'll get a physical version. If not, digital only. That's still uh, limited run games will probably still make uh, some physical versions for us, but it's this writing has been on the wall for a few years now, and we finally have an official uh, announcement about it, and it's just kind of sad. And I think what has really uh, put the final nail in the coffin is the Switch. Um, Nintendo dominates the handheld market. Sony saw a opportunity to be a second player in that market, and for all intents and purposes, they were. But the Vita's thing was, hey, look at your 3DS. It's not the best little thing for resolution. Wow, look at the Vita. It is just so bright and crisp and beautiful. And then the Switch comes out and puts a huge screen that you can play your games on the go. Um, completely blows out of the water the Vita's expectation. Now granted, Vita came out, you know, five, six years ago. So of course it's not going to be as good as the Switch. And the remote play just is not... Um, well, you, you need a great signal and hope that it works. So I think the Switch finally killed it off for good. I can't think of too many reward reasons why I'll pick my Vita up again unless it is a, a, a stellar game. But it's just kind of sad. You know, it is what it is. There's nothing we can do about it. So, uh, see you, Vita. It was good knowing you. Well, that's the end of the news segment of the podcast. Um, still quite enjoying playing Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Um, I think I'm about 25 hours into it. Um, it's It's been a real treat because, you know, the Switch just affords me that much more playing time than I can do if I have to wait until the PS4 is available. Um, and not that that game has uh, too many objectionable things, but I, there is a little bit of language here and there, so I don't want to play it when, when uh, on the big screen with Zoe until she goes to sleep. But, you know, I can play that thing in my lap, and she can sit there and play on PS4, or watch YouTube, or whatever, all she wants to. And I can and play to my heart's content on the couch. So that is, man, that the Switch 
as long as they support this thing, and as long as good games keep coming out for it, I see good things for it in the future. But I'm having a lot of fun playing Xenoblade. I just now get to the point where I can really, uh, you know, I've got a, a decent party. I'm starting to figure out some of the intricacies of the battle system and get some, some good moves out there. Uh, <laughs> it is still a funny little game that uh, if you wander in the wrong territory or if uh, if, an, if a monster calls for help and you get too many people on you at one time, you're, you're dead pretty quickly. Um, which is funny because, you know, you've got the, the Aegis and who is the all-powerful blade of all time, but, uh, you get a couple too many bunnies attacking you and you're dead. <laughs> I mean, how sad would that be, right? I'm an all-powerful being, being, not to spoil anything, but, you know, her, her backstory is that she... She saved the world before, but she destroyed three continents while doing it. Uh, but dies at the hand of of too many bunnies or too many goblins or lizard creatures. I mean, there, there's plenty of of high rank. That it's it's such a neat game because even in the in the game's opening part, like you will still see like you know if you're level five. You'll see some higher level eights and nines, and you're like, I should probably avoid that for now. And then you'll see, like, I went over to the watering hole one time, and here lands this giant, like, bird wyvern creature who was like a level 70, and attacks me. I'm like, no, I wasn't doing anything. (laughs) And, like, (laughs) like, not even one hit, like, half a hit destroys my whole party. Um,. The last time I went through that same area, there was this giant, giant, like, gorilla thing hopping around that was a level 80. And, you know, and even at my, I think I was at, like, 22 at that point. Like, definitely, definitely avoid, avoid that situation. But it's a, it's a fun game. If you guys are Switch owners, um, definitely a game I recommend picking up. You just got to get used to it. The auto attack does take a little getting used to. Um, and timing your attacks, and um, I still I'm still learning on the battle system every day. So there's a, there's tons tons of options, and uh, but I'm quite enjoying it. So, but I don't have a ton of things to talk about pre E3. There's not been a whole lot. So we've gotten a few of the things knocked out that I thought we might at E3. Um, i.e. like Dragon Quest XI's release date. We know it now. We're not waiting on that. Um, I had a a friend message me and wanted to know about um, Trials of Cold Steel. And uh, he was really wanting to pick them both up. Or he asked me should he wait on the Kai series to come out. And... Um, I couldn't give him a definitive answer, and I hope E3 will give us some sort of answer. I was like, well, here's the only thing I can tell you absolutely for certain. Um, <laughs> you definitely want to play Part 1 and Part 2 before 3 comes out, if you're interested. That goes without saying. Will we see the Kai versions of 1 and 2 be released over here? I, don't, I can't say that with 100% certainty. Um, I still 
obviously think we're going to get part three because we're getting part four information coming out all the time. But it's not set in stone by any stint. So hopefully E3 will give us, at the very least, give us a release date for part three, right? And then, like I was telling him, like if we get that, then I would recommend just going and picking up the old versions. Um, because if they don't announce Kai at E3, I don't think we're going to get them. I think it'd be silly for them not to bring it over here, but these are long games. So if if three gets a release date, let's just say if it gets a release date of this year, some point, you're gonna need, <laughs> and and you want to play it when it comes out. You're gonna need the next six months to get through the hundred hours of each of part one and part two. Um, so it was a hard question to answer, and I hope we get some answers here pretty soon to help me better answer that question. And that would be that'd be first of all, uh, they have, man, they have dragged their feet on this release date. I just I cannot believe we don't know if and when part three is coming out, and there's already part four information coming out. That really makes not a lot of sense to me. So hopefully we see that. So what do we know we're going to get at E3 this year? We know we're getting a lot of Kingdom Hearts 3. Because it is actually coming out this year. So there is actually, there was a thing floating around. I think tomorrow is going to be something. Um, I just saw a snippet that there's supposed to be some Kingdom Hearts 3 stuff coming out tomorrow. And if that does happen, I'll post it onto the uh, the Facebook page. Um, and I, I can't understand why they would put or lose state out at that point. But we're going to get some sort of information coming out tomorrow. Um, so if it doesn't get announced then, I, I'm predicting on paper right now and in Word that we're going to release date it. And we're going to get a bunch of um just uh, we're going to get hit with some some good stuff cuz that's got to be their big push, right? I mean, we've been waiting 10 years for this game. They're going to push it and they're going to push it hard. Um and rightfully so. It's going to be huge. It's going to be a huge title. So we know we're getting that. So what do we want? Obviously, I want a Trails of Cold Steel 3 release date. Um, I don't want any more information about Dragon Quest. I got my release date. I know it's going to be beautiful. It's going to be mine. I don't need anything more. I'd love to hear about a new Tales title. Um, whether that is a brand new title, if it's a third one in the Zestiria, Berseria, tying it all together timeline, that's fine. Um... I, I kind of, I don't know. I mean, if they want to go that route, that's fine. It's not up to me. Um, a new one would be fine. Or at the very least, I would love, because I never played it, I would love an HD remake of Vesperia. Um, that would be, that'd be great. I don't know if it's going to happen, but that'd be great. Um, we'll see if that happens or not. Um, 
that might be more of a Tokyo game show type of thing. I'll, and keep in mind, everything that I'd say, hopefully, could also fall back to Tokyo game show because these are, you know, well, you know this, you guys know this because they are JRPGs. Um, there's been a rumor for a while now that the Xenosaga series was going to get um, HD remake. That makes complete sense. With Xenoblade doing so well, I can definitely see that happening and getting announced. Um, as a fan of that series, I'd really like to see that too. That'd be great. Um, it'd be great to get another Xeno, a new game in the in the line. Maybe Xenoblade Chronicles Three. That'd be cool. We'll see. I don't. I haven't heard any even semi rumblings about that, so I don't know if we're going to get anything like that. Um, what else do we want to see? <laughs> Let me tell you what we're not going to see, guys. We're not going to see Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, we haven't talked about it here just because I don't think it's worth talking about. Because it's all just... It's not good news. Um, there's There's been so many bad things happening. Essentially, the game got scrapped. Is what I'm getting from it. Sure, there was some aspects that they were able to save, but I think they had to start all over, um, basically. And well, from what I saw, they needed to start over anyway, just make it a remastering of the original game. That's what we want, right? Uh, on uh, RP RPGGamer.com, they well, they fun. They have Kingdom Hearts release date, but it's not even this year. I don't know what they're what they're doing with that. But on uh, on their release date for remake, they jokingly have it as twenty twenty four. So even if you are of the conspiracy theory that this is going to be a PS five game, that still puts you at twenty 2020 twenty or twenty twenty one. And I, I'm not of that theory. I think this is coming out on PS4. Um, I think it'll be at the earliest. We're probably looking towards the end of next year. Maybe summer next year. If we get episode one or whatever. Um, and hopefully it's done right. I, I don't think we're going to see hide nor hair of it this year. This will be a... Uh, this could be a Final Fantasy free E3. And maybe that's a good thing, because they need to they need to figure out what they're doing. And you, I mean, you know they're already working on sixteen some way, shape, or form. But I think that game is going to be. I think we're looking at sixteen as a PS5 game, and they'll put seven remake as a swan song for PS4. Um, what else? What else do we want to see? That's all the big stuff that I can think of off the top of my head. I'm sure there's some things um, that uh, you all would like to see maybe happen. I'm sure there's going to be a surprise or two. And um, that's good. Surprises are very good. But we'll have a lot to talk about. I will wait until E3 is pretty much done and over with when I do my next podcast and uh, of course we'll have some non-JRPG games to talk about because well we do 
we do enjoy those too. Um, I know that's all Sony is definitely going to focus on Spider-Man and uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, two games that I am hugely looking forward to. Um, but that's what makes, uh, that's what makes things interesting, right? That we can, uh, you gotta take a break every once in a while. It's good for you. It's good to try out other stuff. Um, but I think that's going to wrap it up here today. We will, uh, check back in about a month and see what's going on with you guys. Um, thanks so much for listening. And, uh, as always, until next time. My name is James Fisher for the JRPG Report. Get back out there and level up.